This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle. Get in on the conversation at 866-979-ESPN. Now, here's your host, the professor, John Clayton. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Jet in Seattle. Hey, Jet. Dr. John, how you doing this week? Uh, hanging in here. Uh, it sounds like you and Mrs. C are doing a lot better than the last couple of weeks. That's a good thing. Yeah, that's true, no doubt. I mean, she's doing well. Yeah. I, you know, my voice is getting better, but again, it's like I'm just weak. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's I'm, I'm kind of like the Jets right now, just weak. Yeah, um, but uh, unfortunately, well, but fortunately, you'll show up. Yeah. So that's always a good thing. I'm never sure if the Jets are going to show up or not, but uh, uh, we'll find out. It's it's going to. I'm not expecting a lot. I think the Miami defense is going to have their way. It, I don't know if uh, Fant is going to play or not. It seems like it was a take game time decision. It's the last thing I read. Now, who's that? Knee problem. George Fan. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and I think he uh, had a problem uh, with his home down in uh, I don't know where is it in North Carolina or something like that. And so I think he had to try to go there because again his family is affected by it. And so yeah, right now things don't look good for him. I know. Yeah, that means they're down to what their fourth string tackle at this point, and yeah. that's just not going to be good. And you just know that the Dolphins are going to be blitzing from the minute they step off the bus and walk into the stadium. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to be a really interesting test to see uh, what Wilson is going to be able to read uh, pre-snap and how he's going to be able to react uh, post-snap. Because, I mean, Flacco made him look stupid. Um, but for the one uh, mishap in the red zone, you know, they, they'd have beaten the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was moving that team up and down the field against them, beating that, that blitz. Because you knew it was coming pre-snap. Um, you know, it's going to be an interesting uh, a mental test for for Wilson to see uh, see how much he's learned and what he's learned from Flacco's game tape. So it's going to be an interesting test. But, uh, you know, he's got no Davis. He's got no uh, Elijah Moore. So the you know receiving core, as we saw last week, is severely depleted. Right. Um, he can't hit a bull in the butt with a shovel on those short passes. He's got. I mean, that's the thing. And I was watching. You watch Mahomes. You watch some of these guys, right? That are just like throw the ball around, mm-hmm. and and they pay the price because they have sloppy mechanics. Where you just need to throw like a, a six yard, uh, you know, curl or uh, uh, hit somebody in the flat. I mean, I don't know how many. Uh, Wilson just misfired last week of uh, passes of less than 10 yards, either bounced them or threw them wide. Uh, and then, of course, he had about a half dozen drops. The Jets lead the lead in drops, so certainly that doesn't help him either. But uh, I find it very frustrating that uh, you know he can throw on a run of a, a BB 40 yards down the field, but he can't hit a uh, you know a little uh, slant pattern that's uh, you know six yards away. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's just unacceptable to me. I mean, you got to be able to make those throws. Agreed. That's just ridiculous. And uh, I don't know what Beck is doing. The other thing I'm a little worried about is I don't know how many cooks they have in the kitchen. But I'm a little concerned. Once they brought Beck in, they just got too many cooks, and I think there may be too many people in his ear. I, I know they made the statement that uh, you know Lafleur is the boss, and I'm listening to him. But uh, it seems to be the only one on the bench that's talking to Wilson is Beck. And I thought they just bringing him in basically to work on his mechanics, but. Uh, it looks like he's, last week, it looked like he just had an awful lot going on between the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, and the thing is, I mean, Beck was the one who worked with him during the off season, uh, and that was put together by uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan and that. But uh, no, it's like, but yeah, so we'll see where Beck can go. But yeah, it's a it's it's a mess right now with the offense. Yeah, well, it wouldn't be a mess if you could hit these little dinks and dunks. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that would move the offense. But I'm a fear. I'm afraid he's going to be running for his life because one, he's not yeah. going to be able to make the reads. And two, what you got Connor McDermott playing left tackle, just that ain't gonna work. Um, fortunately, Michael Michael Carter one is back, but uh, that's about the only good news I think for this week. So, uh, and and I just don't see the, the defense bailing them out much. No. So we'll see. Um, it's going to be another ugly week uh, down in Miami. So what 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 do you think their final record's going to end up being? Uh, they're going to end up with four wins, like I predicted. Yeah, I, I think they're good. well. The, the, the big okay, two things. First off, the big game of the year is going to be against Jacksonville. I think that's next week. Yeah. Um, and that's that's you know they're playing for pole position and draft picks with that game. So let's see if they can screw it up again this year and beat Jacksonville. Um, I don't know if Jacksonville is going to rise to the test now that uh, the urban legend is gone. Mm-hmm. But um, but then the other question becomes: they play Tampa next the following week, and then they play uh, Buffalo. And I think Buffalo, obviously, is going to have something to play for. So they'll put their full team out in the field the last week. But I don't know if Tampa's going to have anything to play for in that week before the last week. Right. So, um, you know, maybe they'll, they'll sneak one out because Tampa is just not engaged. But uh, I, think they'll, I think they'll win one more. They, they should beat Jacksonville. I mean, Jacksonville's a hot mess on offense. Oh, horrible. I mean, and, um, uh, and that's the thing. I mean, I mean, you can see that Urban Meyer did his best to ruin Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, and I mean, uh, it was just gaze luck um, mm-hmm. in uh, in how he's processed mm-hmm. them. But uh, that's one thing I will say about the Jets. You know, I mean, they've got some holes to plug, and Wilson still has to grow, and a lot of that's between the ears. Right. He just needs experience, and they got to get Beckton out there. I don't know when the heck that's going to happen. I'm not sure we're going to see him this year. Probably um, not. I don't think so, because uh, he's not been practicing. And, and he's too big. Know, COVID now. Yeah, he's too big. Yeah. I heard that he's like well over 370 again. Yeah. It's like, what the heck are they doing with this guy? Who's watching him? Mm hmm. You know, I mean, this reminds me of Black. Well, what do you, what do you think of uh, Salah so far as a head coach? Uh, um, jury's still out, but what I will say is this. Um, I, I'm a little concerned. My big thing is he's got to keep everybody. To, he's got to keep that clubhouse together. He's got to keep them going in, in a positive direction and keep playing hard, um, and not cashing to get everybody to buy into the system. I do still kind of get the feeling that he's accomplished that. Yeah. Um, and one thing in particular, as bad as the defense has been, um, I think C.J. Mosley has done a real good job of trying to keep these guys rallied. And the other nice pickup I think was Sheldon Rankins, um, because I think behind the scenes he's another guy that's. Uh, uh, trying to keep these guys focused and moving in a positive direction, um, even if production has been a little light on the field. So I think that's what you really got to look for with Salah is just to try to keep everybody engaged, buying into the system, and going forward. Um, and as bad as the defense has been, I'm mean, historically bad. I think he's got them all still playing hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not entirely convinced it's a total effort issue. 
Um, but I just think these guys on defense in particular, they're not making adjustments. They're not playing together. Communication is awful. And my God, last week, oh man, you know, there's, there's an awful lot of arm tackling, um, especially in the backfield. Uh, and that's, it, it really cost them, uh, on several runs last game. And, uh, that, that is just unconscionable. The tackling has been abysmal. Well, I'll say the tackling has been terrible in the NFL this year in general. Um, it's gotten progressively worse ever since uh, the NFL cut back on the amount of live practices these guys can have. Mm-hmm. And you've seen a lot of arm tackling. Guys are diving at ankles. Um, it's, 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 it's terrible. Um, so that's why I'm saying any team that can run the football with a solid offensive line is going to advance into the playoffs. Um, you know, how far they go, I don't know. But uh, uh, if you can run the ball and if you can have, uh, you know, the other we're seeing a good job of is the wide receivers. They're doing a good job blocking downfield as well, which is they're because they're getting bigger mm-hmm. they're because they're called to do so. But I think that's a new phenomenon we've seen a lot more in the last, you know, four or five years. Uh, the wide receivers are becoming engaged downfield and blocking. But, um, yeah, uh, they, they've just been very, very, very sloppy. And, uh, and I don't know if that's an effort issue or if that's a coaching issue. i, I got to believe tackling is an, is an effort issue quite frankly right agreed but yeah it's like you a, know but what what a mess it just yeah, continues to um, be that way for the jets yeah uh and, and you think about it uh almost all of their uh free agent pickups have not panned out this year mm-hmm. or last year for that matter um you know they've all been injured and i don't think i'm trying to think now i don't know it's off the top of my head. They've got any free agents that they signed over the winter that are still you know, playing on the active roster right now. Oh, Sheldon Rankins. I think yeah, that yeah. Again. But other than that, I mean, Jesus, you've got LaMarcus Joyner gone. You've got uh, uh, the, the defensive end that's gone, Lawson. Um, you, you know, so we've never really seen the full team as envisioned by, uh, um, by Joe Douglas. But, you know, they've got holes to pick up. But I will say things are better there than they are in Jacksonville. Oh, terrible. Um, what uh, I mean, are we surprised that they they canned Meyer in the middle of the season? No, they should have so, done it. They should have done it many weeks ago. Um, yeah, it, it sounds like it. The more stuff that keeps coming out, it sounds way worse than mm-hmm. what we were getting or learning real time. But I think when uh, the, the die was cast when Lawrence was complaining about Robinson's playing time. Um, in the backfield there, and I think at that point the goose was was well cooked. Yeah. Well, and then again, <clears throat> the players complaining that uh, they weren't treated like adults. You know the the bad relationships that uh, he had with different players on the team. I mean, he was as bad as I've ever seen in the NFL. I mean, I know Rich Kotite was always the one I criticized the most, and you'll appreciate that. But again, this this thing is just so bad. In Jacksonville. Well, think about Rich. Yeah, the thing about Kotite, I think he was incompetent for one, but two, he was just lazy. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't around. He had, uh, you know, he uh, he had a car that he'd pull up uh, in front of the building, as the story goes. But he had a second car in the back of the team facility, and he'd take off at that one at like three in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and he'd be gone early. He just wasn't around. Um, so I think that was a huge part of Kotite's problem was. Besides incompetence, mm-hmm. was he just was cashing a paycheck um, and was allowed to do so? But the thing about Meyer, 
you know, I don't know what the effort is that he puts in. He doesn't seem like a high-effort guy. No. But the thing that just doesn't wash in the NFL is you hit the nail on one head. These are these are these are grown men. <laughs> you know, these are grown men with agents, mm-hmm. and they are they are playing for a paycheck to support their family. They're not 18, 19, 20 year old kids who may or may not have a future in the NFL. These are NFL players. They're grown men. This is their livelihood. You can't treat them like you treat an 18, 19 year old who has absolutely no uh, power against you whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Okay, that just doesn't work, and that's just a lack of respect. You're not going to get anybody in the NFL to play for you in that regard. But the other thing is, I mean, it just seems like he just wasn't well prepared, um, just wasn't around. And the biggest problem, I think, is he's, uh, you know, he's, uh, uh, he's a point the finger and not the point the thumb guy. And it was everything was everybody else's fault. Um, and he received no responsibility whatsoever for anything. And that grows really thin in the NFL, really mm. fast. No, um, it, it was really bad. And then, of course, uh, you know, kicking the kicker. Now, again, the decision yeah. to, the decision to fire him was actually made Sunday night after they you know had the twenty uh, nothing loss, and they waited a couple of days because they wanted to wait it to the owners' meeting and all that stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's ridiculous how bad he was. Now, what's your your impression? Is it a question of a lack of ability or a lack of effort? No, effort. he was just cashing up. No, paycheck. effort and personality. He didn't have personality, and he wouldn't work hard. I mean, he didn't even know yeah. the players. Yeah. Didn't even know them. Yeah, that's, that seems to be <clears> a huge... I mean, the personality wasn't going to work, and we no. knew that from the get-go. I think the thing that was most concerning right from the start was he gets the job. Yeah. Okay? Now he's going to what? Go on a two-week or three-week... Uh, review to figure out who he wants to be for him to be his assistant coaches. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, you've been out of football for what a year, two years. Haven't you figured that out? Walking into the room, wasn't that presented as part of your presentation during your hiring uh, committee interview? Um, it's like he was completely prepared, unprepared every step of the way, mm-hmm. and he certainly had no either preparation or desire, or, or ego wouldn't let him. Uh, changes ways to adapt to the NFL. And, you know, I mean, you see that with a lot of these guys. Uh, they, they just can't make that jump. And, you know, you got to keep wondering if, you know, with all the, the coaching roulette in at the NCAA, I mean, you got to think that, I mean, some of these college jobs have got to be way better gigs than these NFL jobs um, because you don't have you don't have a lot of the, the oversight that you mm-hmm. do in the NFL. It's not a what have you done for me lately uh, deal in the NCAA as well. And you get the personalities don't necessarily jump. So I, I don't know. It's, it's, it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. I mean, yeah. it's nice that he's finally being exposed because, I mean, he was a douchebag in Florida, mm-hmm. ran that, that program into the ground, and it really still hasn't come back after about a decade. And he basically, you know, blew the thing up in, in Ohio State as well. Mm-hmm. You know, as he was walking out the door, he burned the, he burned the bridge down as, as he was walking out. So, I mean, it's like, you know, it's guys like that that, uh, you know, uh, keep, the, keep the teams drafted in the top uh, top five every year. Exactly. Hey, Jet, you have yourself a great Christmas. Yeah, you too, John. I'm glad to hear you and Mrs. C are doing well, and I'm glad to hear Irish Mankey's doing well. And if I just make a suggestion on the vitamin C, uh, try to give themselves some emergency, which is those, uh, those packets, and it's, it delivers the vitamin C. Kind of like Alka Seltzer, it's effervescent. Take a couple mm-hmm. of those, 
and uh, it, it gets delivered in the system much more efficiently. Okay. So I'm glad your Irish is doing better, too, and I'm glad you and Mrs. C are, and enjoy your uh, enjoy your holiday. Okay, we'll sounds good. Next year. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN, John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 860-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Rick in Northfolk, Arkansas. Ah, we're still getting that right. Hey, John, how you doing this weekend? Oh, I guess hanging in a here. little better. Uh, I mean, I'm yeah, not feeling great, but again, it's like my voice is better. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I, I agree with Jed on the emergency. Of course, I, I like the hard stuff. I do the lemon peels and stuff. And yeah. You can, like, snort a lemon peel and get vitamin C. Hey, um, I heard a call that um, made me want to call. It was he was the person sounded sort of worried about um, Jody Allen. I know. Another fictitious news story like the Russell Wilson stuff. So we're we're on that. But you know what I think? And like, remember, I'm, I'm I'm a sort of a more or less a Seahawks fan, but I'm I'm a died in the wool Bears fan, so I can't say I'm a yeah, Seahawks fan. Right. Uh, Paul Allen was a wonderful man with a with a brilliant mind, and he was a good man, and he saved football. And mm-hmm. even though he liked football, it probably wasn't his his. I don't know, but ba- basketball was his passion. game. Basketball was his game, right? And so, and so, she's holding a trust for her brother, right? And I'm guessing that that family was cut from the same cloth. Uh-huh. So, quit worrying about Jody Allen and making up fictitious reports about her talking to somebody, a reliable source or whatever. And uh, some of the stuff that I see on like the NFL shows, like Good Morning Football, was great. Mm-hmm. I saw Peanut Tillman. Right. Right. And, you know, he sort of revolutionized that that little punch karate. Punch ball. Really yeah, a karate punch the ball punch. out. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anyhow, getting getting back to the Seahawks, the way I see it, it sounds like um, uh, everyone thinks the band's breaking up and I, yeah. I see it differently. Nothing's nothing's going to change other than them getting to the playoffs next year, because I see this playing out. I really see him beating the Rams. Right, agreed. Having trouble against the Bears and pounding the Lions, but then I think it's going to break everybody's heart when we play the Cardinals. Right, agreed. But again, if this team comes out of it eight and nine, they've they've salvaged everything because again, exactly, I mean, you, you had six games, three where Russell Wilson didn't play, and three where Russell wasn't the same quarterback, and so it's like anytime you have a Hall of Fame quarterback like that, not playing at the highest level or missing games, you're going to drop. Simple as that. It happens all around the league. Having to Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, you go through the whole list. Right. And I'm not worried about uh, Russ throwing to the wrong places or the receiver not being in the right place and stuff. They, you know, they have to get their sync back. It's just like an offensive line that's played for a couple years. Mm -hmm. They're much better than they would be individually. Sometimes you... They'll they'll leave and become a big free agent, and everybody will have all these big hopes that this person will you know be the uh, you know the answer to the running game or something, and he just doesn't quite work out because he hasn't blended in or whatever. Sometimes it's just not the right combination or chemistry. Yeah, and, 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 and again, it's like uh, when you look at yeah. you look at quarterbacks, and it's like how many times has a franchise quarterback or a elite quarterback left the team? 
Now, we know that Peyton Manning right. did, but that's when Andrew Luck was drafted. And so it's like, uh, you know, so it's like, okay, uh, that did happen. But how many other guys, when you look around the history of the NFL, particularly in the last 10, 15 years, have you seen a franchise lose a quarterback? Now, again, we'll see Aaron Rodgers exactly. probably. And go. you had that huge bump in Manning's pay. Yeah. He had a very problematic neck, which is usually, especially back then, that's, yeah. that's the end of your career. He just had amazing healing properties. And you remember all the weird stories they made up about Manning, too. Yeah. which were basically unbelievable, but it's enough to scare people. And I think there's a group of people out there. I've, you know, I've lived up in south of Seattle for like 40 years, so yeah. I believe there's a group of people, and I'm, I've got a little West Coast paranoia about East Coast bias. And they're probably the Giants and all those people are probably sick and tired of going into Seattle and getting pounded in Carolina. And there's a, we, we made a bunch of enemies, just uh -huh. like the Patriots have over the years, or the Cowboys, America's team. By the way, um, I would, I don't hate Ken Norton, and I, I'm giving Shane Waldron his, you know, his, his rookie season, but yeah. I, I'd love to trade him for Kellen Moore and, and Gus. I just, I know, Gus, that ain't going to yeah, happen, uh, but I'm just saying. I'd, yeah, yeah. I'd like to see that in there, or, or, or Pete decides I'm going to retire in two years, I'm going to make Eric Bianami my assistant coach, my offensive coordinator, and then give him the team, so I'll make him an uh, assistant head coach or uh -huh. whatever. I mean, a, uh associate head coach, whatever. I remember that, that's a weird thing. It's also a losing combination. But you want to have that succession because the Graz said when the Huskies won it in 91, yeah. you know, and j just remember this, savor it, enjoy it, because it might be a long time before it happens again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And – and you know the, the Hawks' two Super Bowls are recent memories, and that's that's greatness to be in two back to back. Right, agreed. So, and you still got the same quarterback, you got the same head coach, you got Bobby Wagner, who I think is playing outstanding for mm -hmm. his age. If same same thing for Jordan step, Brooks. Jordan Brooks is playing great. I'm seeing better. Yeah, I've been frustrated with Jordan Brooks because I didn't agree with the draft, so I probably took it out on Jordan Brooks. But yeah, they've had they've had some disastrous luck, which you know. Uh, with their draft picks, but I understand why you trade such a low first-round draft pick for mm -hmm. proven talent. No doubt. So J Jamal Adams, well, I guess you, you rolled the dice and you crapped out, but, man, if you don't take the chance, you know, it's that mm -hmm. fortune favors the brave thing. And so now they're in a little bit of a hole, and, hey, by the way, I heard Mike Sock say something about trading DK Metcalf, but now that, now that you talked me out of it, I don't agree with him. No. No, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be crazy. Thing. But 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 I'm trying to figure something out for them because I can't figure out the Bears or why they had Matt or why they don't have someone lined up to replace Matt Nagy. Yeah, well, and I think don't, don't you agree that Ryan Pace is going to get fired too? Well, he he should be the first to go. Yeah, yeah. Because again, uh, they're already they got fired over the Trubisky thing after after yeah, year yeah, two. But yeah, yeah. I know that they're already looking at a, a list of replacements and stuff like that. So you figure that he's going to be gone. Yeah. Well, I I think it's it's still not about the quarterback yet. Yeah. If you don't have your offensive line together, you're going to ruin a Trevor Lawrence, a Joe uh -huh. Burrow, or whatever. Justin I mean, Fields, I, yeah. Yeah, well, especially Justin Fields. I feel sorry for him. He's a tough little kid. Yeah. But hey, hey, Rick, for, thank, for some thank you. For reason, his, his accuracy at Ohio State didn't translate to the NFL. Mm-hmm. 
I know. Oh, oh well. Hey, Rick, we're, have we're a good... We're waiting a, for a good quarterback. Yeah. Have a good Christmas. You too. Merry Christmas, John. Okay. Merry Christmas, Pat. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Kyle in Tacoma. Hey, Kyle. Hey, John. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Good morning. Hey, I have a like three questions. Hopefully yeah. I can get them all in. My first one's on Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, you know, I've heard you say, you know, like Patrick Mahomes is such a better quarterback than Russ, and he seems to sure be the NFL uh, darling right now as far as yeah. all the media, all the press, all the commercials. You know, I've been watching Russ. I've watched every snap since 2012, even through the preseason games. And honestly, I don't think I've ever seen a more elite quarterback in the sense where one has done so much with so mm-hmm. little. Um, I just feel like, do you kind of feel like Russ might be a little jealous of all the attention that these young quarterbacks are getting? Because he kind of got, I feel like he's kind of got uh, forgotten about, especially after he's beaten Brady and Rodgers and Breeze and all the big-name quarterbacks. His name's just, per, like, he's just irrelevant here in Seattle. I mean, he's not in any kind of national news, and it's not just about this year and being injured. I mean, even last year when they were 12-4, and four, they were, you know, not even considered a top-10 team, and they beat, they, you know, they beat the 49ers every year who are always in the top yeah. five. Right. But they never get bumped up in the uh, bumped up in the numbers. I just feel like, you know, if Russ was in a bigger market, if he played for the Saints, I feel like he'd win 15, 16 games a year. Do you agree? Uh, yeah, maybe not this year, but uh, well, yeah. no, not this year. But I, I just, I guess, can, if I can squeeze in my second question here is, uh, do you think this team's actually going to draft a center this year? Because for the last three years, we've needed one. Yeah, I mean, we've all seen it. I, I don't understand. I, I love D. Eskridge, a great little wide receiver, but gosh, why didn't they draft Creed Humphrey? They need help up yeah. front. I mean, we've got the best quarterback in the NFL if you give him a minute to throw it. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't understand why these fans are blaming Russ. We've got a Hall of Fame quarterback on our team and one of the uh, one of the greatest to ever play the game. Uh-huh. I mean, what what is he about eight wins away from uh, tying uh, Joe Montana for most wins? I mean, what? I, and Joe Montana played 16 seasons uh-huh. and considered one of the best in the league. Russ is in year 10 and almost got him beaten wins. It's just unbelievable to me the talk around this town. I know. It's just, my, it, it, I mean, the town's spoiled. Simple well, as that. We, we are spoiled, and and but but I do feel like the philosophy. Um, there's some differences there. At least you know you, you, we kind of get what Jake talks about, and I don't know if he's got the inside line with Russ, but it sure seems like. Seahawks just want to play on the defense and kind of passive, and Russ wants to just attack and go and up play up tempo. And there seems to be kind of a, a disconnect there. And I don't know if it's John and Russ, or I mean, I'm sorry, Pete and Russ, or if, if it's just because they're having a hard time getting this new offense coordinator going. But man, if if we don't address this O line in the off, in the off season, I don't know why Russ would want to stay. I mean, they're not protecting him at all. Uh huh. Well, they did the last game. I mean, I thought there was a good protection well, in the last game. Yeah, it was it was okay. It was okay. But, you know, you look around the league and you see these other quarterbacks and their offensive line, it's a lot different. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like, you know, Patrick Mahomes sure has some gimmies where he'll, you know, take a ball and shotgun and just throw a little shell, like a little dump off to Tyree Kill and he'll go run 80 yards. And yeah. it, just pa- it just pads his stats. I mean, he's got some great weapons on this team, but – I just kind of feel like Pete kind of holds our guys back. Like, D. Eskridge, where is he? I mean, I know he had the concussion, but 
goodness gracious, get the guy out there. Yeah, get him yeah. some touches. I mean, you know, we should be using DK Metcalf like the Bengals use uh, their their new wide receiver. I, I don't I don't get it. I feel like we have to wait three years, like we're in some sort of, <laughs> you know, he, he kind of treats our, our our first year NFL players like freshmen, and uh, we got to let them out, let them go. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's getting better and better each week. Hey, thank you for the phone call. Yeah, thank you. Go Hawk. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton shows 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Victor in Auburn. Hey, Victor. Hey, John. Another great show. Oh, thank you. Uh, glad that you're feeling a little bit better, but I hope that you continue. Yeah, I hope so. Um, you and Pat. A um, couple quick questions. John, with uh, Albert O becoming more of a weapon, do you think Denver's coaches are unhappy with Fant's production or his, his blocking or his softness, I guess? No. I mean, I know that uh, uh, Vic Fangio was talking how positive is on Fant. It's just a matter that uh, I know pro foot, what is it, pro football focus said that uh, you know both, both tight ends are the only two in football that rank in the top 25. So I think you can see they've got you know one guy in O that's improving, but uh, no, they like Noah Fant a lot. Okay, I just don't think they use them use both the uh, well, I guess it's the quarterback limitations at their strength. They're going down the the middle or or going for a, a little bit deeper target. And then uh, talking about the quarterback, yeah, with you know supposing it was all in Denver media saying um, it's. Uh, Rogers or, or Wilson or Bust or whatever, with Denver signing the the two wide receivers to extensions, what uh, what if they don't get a, a Rogers? Well, what, what's their next plan? Gotta go for somebody else, because I can't I can't imagine that they're going to go back with Bridgewater. No, I don't, I don't think that would be an option. Not at a starting quarterback, no, especially no. if he wants the twenty five million somewhere. Yeah, agreed, and he's not going to get twenty five million anywhere. Yeah. Yes. What other uh, quarterbacks would be on the market, you think, for next year? Hmm. Uh, hard to tell. I mean, again, we'll see how it shakes out at the end of the year. But, uh, you know, there, there'll be somebody available. But, uh, you know, um, uh, who who I, I can't identify right now which direction they're going to go. What, what do you think Denver would be willing to, to depart with player-wise if they age shot for Rodgers was going up. No, oh, draft choices. I mean, that's. I mean, you're making a trade for a quarterback. You give up draft choices. Simple as yeah, that. Yeah, but any any starting players now that that are that would not be unprotected, uh, a a Chubb, uh, any of the Judy or. No, I mean, you know, more. Uh, I, I don't. I mean, I think they want to keep the three receivers together without any question. I mean, that's why. Yeah, you because know, they paid twenty five million dollars for Tim Patrick and also to uh you know, to keep their other wide receiver. Sutton. Yeah, Sutton, Cortland Sutton. So it's like I don't think they want to break up that group. But then that see that affects the tight ends because I mean you see it here in Seattle when you have two good receivers like the Seahawks have, or you look down in Tampa with the two great receivers that they have, I mean it takes away from the tight ends chances necessarily of getting the ball. Yeah. Well especially when Bridgewater only pulled the trigger what twenty twenty five times, yeah. and which happens to be successful for Denver. Yeah. When he throws over thirty times a game, they they lose. So, double edged sword. That's why I think they need a competent quarterback. So if they put all their 
their eggs. I just want to know what, what they're exactly going to be trying to, to give up. Okay, and then uh, another question I have with the, the linebackers. Yeah. Some of the uh, the team leaders or some of the now to be team leaders are stepping up since the Vaughn was since Vaughn was traded, with mm-hmm. uh, Simmons taking a bigger role in 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 being more vocal. But do you think uh, how do you how do you rate Cooper's play? Uh, he's been he's been really good. He's shown some good pass rush. Yeah. How come he wasn't uh, more looked at in the draft from other teams? I have no idea. That's that's a draft thing more than anything else. I mean, you know, guy, you know, you get lucky sometimes, and you know, get a guy lower that might that should have gone higher. But again, you know, why he went the way he went, I don't know. And then, what's your thoughts on uh, Javante Williams playing this week? I, I saw that he popped up on the in- injury yeah. report. Is it fifty-fifty uh, or 50, is it... it's fifty-fifty? Oh, and they need him. Yeah, that kid has pop. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, Victor, he... thank you for the phone call. Take care, John. You and Pat have a Merry Christmas. Same to you. Let's go to Ed in Shoreline. Hey, Ed. Good morning, JC. Good morning. Merry Christmas to you and Pat. Thank you. I'm glad to hear that you're both feeling better. Uh Um, Thank you. Hey, I have a few pointed questions for you. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Number one, uh, why can't the CX execute a screen pass, especially to D. Eskridge, as your previous caller said, why can't they get him in the offense? and second question, Tyler Lockett versus Brandon Ayuk for uh, mm-hmm. fantasy this weekend. I just don't know if Tyler's playing. Just don't know. Third question, yeah, who's going to be back next year? John, Pete, Russ, or all of them? All of um, them. And final question, who's going to be in the Super Bowl? I have I have no answer for the Super Bowl. I mean, right now it's too unpredictable. Uh, there's too many things you know up in the air, and I've been saying this now for six weeks. I cannot predict who's going to be in the Super Bowl. It's as simple as that. You got to watch it play out. You know, too many big teams end up losing to bad teams. Now you got the COVID nineteen problem, so it's like I have no idea. But as far as the Seahawks, yeah, I think everybody's going to be back in the front office and Russell Wilson. Yeah, I hope you're right, uh, and I hope Russ more than anything else wants to be back. Yeah, um, he's, let's put it this way: he said it a week. Have, ago, he said it a week ago Thursday. Do you think he's lying? Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't think he's lying. I think there's no other answer he could give. Um, I wonder if the if what he said about the Broncos uh, is particularly true. I assume that it isn't. But uh, what do you say about the you, what do you say about the Broncos? Uh, the Broncos being one of the teams he'd be considered he, being traded to. Oh, you know? the trade stuff I mean, I'm sick of. That, but... I'm sick of it. Sick of it. No, I'm, I'm with you, John. I'm with you, John. But, uh, you know, Russ can't answer any questions about trades other than he, you know, is. He's never asked Seattle for a trade. He's never asked no, no, for a I, trade. I, I'm not saying he did, but when any, when anyone ever asks questions about that, you know, he can't answer the question. Well, I'd, I'd, you know, I'd be considering being traded to Denver, for instance. Yeah. He's not going to say that. No. He can't say that, John. No, but he's um, not but going to be traded. Spending a lot of time in, yeah, but spending a lot of time in, in Denver, uh, certainly a lot of speculation going on down there about that. And, you know, they, everyone down there keeps asking me, it was like, well, could Russell come to Denver? And I said, mm, I don't think so. Yeah. They do I, have one of the most uh, favorable cap numbers the Broncos do. Right. Um, but the, know, C- right but the, Seahawks the Seahawks have more cap room. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Um, they're sitting on a lot of cap space. We keep talking about that, John. There's not much they can do about it. Between yeah, they got, they got I, I think, what, that's for sure. <clears throat> 55 million bucks or something like that, along with the fact they still have 13 left this year that they can roll over. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's interesting, the cap space uh, for the Broncos. Yeah. Uh, you know, their highest paid player is Kyle Fuller right now. In terms of Bridgewater, like, he's way down the list. Um and number two on the list is Melvin Gordon, and you uh-huh. got to figure that uh, he's either going to take a pay cut next year, or else he won't be with the Broncos. How do you see well, that? He's, he's a free. Out? He's a free agent. Yeah. Okay. Melvin, he's a free well, agent, so, so it's like a, he'll, he'll be on another team next year. Agreed. Think, with the way Javante Williams is playing. Agreed. No, I. So here's agree. my pick for the Super Bowl, um, John. I'm sure it'll be wrong, but I see a rematch of the Bucks and the Chiefs. Uh, I agree be. with you. It's very difficult to see, you know, with so many teams losing uh-huh. and so forth. Um, so, John, you got to tell me, how can the Rams have 25 or 30 players or whatever on the yeah. COVID list? I mean, they've, they've got to not be following protocols at all, don't you think? You'd have to figure something's wrong. 29 players. Yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> They couldn't even fill the team. No. I really think the Rams would just forfeit. That's what I think happen. they might do it on they Tuesday. They should stick to the rules. Yeah. Of course, the only thing bad for the I Seahawks, how... Seahawks get the win, but nobody gets paid. Yeah. How is either team going to get uh, motivated to play a game on Tuesday afternoon is what I'd like to know. Uh, good question, but they're both trying to see if they can get into the playoffs, so that's the motivation. Hey, Ed, thank you for the phone call. Hey, all right. Merry Christmas, John. Merry Christmas. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Risco. Hey, Risco, how are you? Hi, John. How's it going? Um, How are you doing? Oh, yeah, not feeling great, but, uh, you know trying to get healthy hope you get better thank you appreciate that all right so i have three questions for you go ahead who will trevor's story sign with trevor who story who's trevor's story the mariner shortstop that they've been interested in yeah i i that one i do not know i mean right now nobody's signing because they got the lockout going on so it's like everything's on hold. So I can't even venture to guess you know, where Trevor Story is going to sign. Um, who will the Seahawks draft running back because Chris Carson's been so injured? Mm-hmm. I think they'll probably see if they can draft one. We'll see if they can add one in free agency. But they've got to be you know searching for running backs. I mean, Alex Collins' contract is up and all that stuff. You know, you, you don't know for sure about Carson. I mean, you know, he's still going to be on the roster at training camp and all that stuff. See where he is. But, uh, no, I think they certainly need to add one. And what defensive position will the Seahawks need to address in the draft? I'd say cornerback. You know, because, again, what you're looking at is that, uh, you know, they got a bunch of unsigned guys at the end of the year. I mean, really, uh, Boston's one of the few that's going to still be on there. But, I mean, they got to do something with D.J. Reed. You know, they, so it's like I, I'd say right now cornerback. Thanks for answering my questions, Sean. Okay, Risco, have a great Christmas. You too. And thank you. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle.